from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Now make sure you say my name right. It's Latam. See, I talk about the things other people are scared to talk about. What they're afraid to say. When I walk into the building, you know what they whisper to each other? Now you tell me, you want those pretty lies, or you ready for the ugly truth? Let's get it. This is Robert Latow from BlackSportsOnline.com, and you're listening to the Ugly Truth Podcast, where I don't tell you those pretty lies. I tell you the ugly truth about what's going on in the world of sports, entertainment, and viral news. So we're going to start off with the big story of the day, DeMarcus Cousins, um, TMZ. Uh, released an audio from his baby mama where DeMarcus Cousins threatens to shoot her in the effing head uh, because the baby mama, uh, Christy West, uh, did not allow their son to attend DeMarcus Cousins' wedding over the weekend, or last weekend. Um, Here's what I know about the situation at hand. Um, It's been contentious. Uh, between cousins and the baby mama ever since uh, he decided that he was going to marry the new lady uh, that he's with. Cousins uh, does have a good relationship uh, with his son. Uh, So this is not a situation where, you know, he never sees his son or he's just paying money and doesn't spend any time with them. From all accounts, uh, cousins uh, does have a really good relationship with the boy. Um, to my understanding, from what I've been told, the boy didn't have any problems, uh, no problem going to the wedding. Uh, he wanted to go to the wedding. It wasn't a situation where it was the kid that said, hey, I don't want to go or I don't like the new lady or whatever. Obviously, it's not his mom, uh, but it wasn't a situation where the kid it's himself uh, was the one that was saying no. Uh, to my understanding... Uh, DeMarcus Cousins uh, had tried to make arrangements for his boy to be there. Uh, obviously, there are two different you know, states, uh, so the boy was going to have to fly in. But Cousins you know, was willing to make those arrangements for him, um, even to the point of flying also the baby mama out. Obviously, she wouldn't go to the wedding, but you know, she would be able to be there and he would take care of everything. Uh, when that didn't look like it would happen, he made arrangements for, I believe, a family member or a friend. Uh, to fly with the boy to Atlanta. Uh, This is not unusual in the sense that, you know, they have shared custody. Uh, So the boy has obviously been back and forth between cousins and the baby mama. Uh, For whatever reasons, uh, the baby mama decided, no, that she didn't want her son to be at his wedding. Um, You could say that was just a petty decision. She doesn't like the... The other girl, she has beef with cousins. Whatever it may be, she made the decision uh, that she wouldn't allow uh, his son to attend the wedding. You know, with these conversations back and forth, uh, at some point she decided to record uh, one of the conversations where she told DeMarcus Cousins no. Uh, This was not the first conversation that they had had about the kid coming to the wedding and had multiple conversations about this Uh, if you even hear the tape you can see you know cousins saying hey i'm asking you again last time please and you know then she says no Uh, that's when cousins threatened to shoot her in the head now for the record 
Um, no matter how frustrated you are, how upset, uh, how petty you believe your baby mama is being the mother of your child is being, you can't you can't say that. You, you can't threaten to kill someone by shooting them in the head. Uh, a longer version of the audio actually states that cousin says not only will he have a shot in the head that he could do it and uh, keep his hands clean, meaning that you know he would have someone do it uh, for him. Uh, that was all recorded. Uh, now, to my understanding, again, just to give you a little bit more inside scoop of what's going on, there, the, the recording itself is much longer. Um, you're hearing a very small snippet, uh, an edited version. Um, I actually talked to, uh, off the record, anonymously, uh, talked to a cop um, in Alabama who's working the case. Um, and I asked him, I said, do you guys have the full audio or do you just have the snippet uh, you know off the record I can't name who it was but he said that you know that's that's what they're trying to ascertain uh, the full audio um, as we know audio especially when leaked in the media can be manipulated uh, can be edited uh, the Tyreek Hill situation um, is a good example of that uh, to where his audio uh, with his his baby mama uh, you didn't hear the entire thing and while the parts that were still bad about Tyreek Hill existed, uh, there were also parts in there that kind of exonerated, not exonerated, but kind of sh- showed a different light about what was going on within their relationship. Uh, to my understanding, if the full audio uh, is ever released, that would be that type of situation. Now, granted, Tyreek Hill never threatened to shoot her, shoot his baby mom in the head. Uh, he just said that he, she should be frightened of him. He didn't actually make... A, a physical threat, which Demarcus cousin did, and you know, there, there's no way of justifying making that type of threat uh, to anyone. Um, the people that I've talked to says that you know, obviously he didn't mean it. Uh, he was just frustrated, upset, felt like she was doing this because he was getting married to someone else, um, and you know, he just lashed out. Uh, it's the type of situation where. I don't know if we, you have ever gone to that length in saying something to someone when you were mad at them, your significant others. Uh, but I'm sure we've all said things uh, to our significant others that we, in retrospect, you know, wouldn't want the whole world uh, to hear. And I guess that's the difference between being an athlete and just being like you and I. But that's that's the story that I'm getting from uh, cousins' uh, side is that. He was just upset. He's very frustrated. He lashed out and said something that he didn't really mean, uh, but, you know, it's out there now. Um, you know, TMZ, you know, pays for these type of things, so uh, they were able to procure the, the, the audio. Uh, obviously, she came to them uh, with this. Um, her her in-game... Um, seems to be you know to embarrass him and then obviously to put that out there um she did file a police report like i said i did confirm that you know with the police department um someone sent me the uh, restraining order and what they have currently um as a police report is not much to it obviously the big mainstream media now is starting to get to work on it but if you've already been on bso you already know there's an active investigation you already know what's within the restraining order 
uh, because that's all on the site. I broke it down for you. Um, the baby mama is not currently employed. And to my understanding, um, there is no financial child support you know, issues that are going on between her and Boogie Cousins. Um, she does claim in the restraining order uh, that Boogie has choked her in the past. Now, she didn't really get into details of what happened. When it was, was it when they were together? Was it years ago? Was it yesterday? Um, just that he had choked her um, in the past. Now, the information I'm getting from her side, of course, is a little different um, than the Boogie side. And, and, and her side is saying more or less that Boogie is abusive uh, physically um, and, and verbally. And this is not the first time, you know, that he threatened her and that she's actually physically uh, scared that something may happen uh, to her um, and felt like this was the way that it had to get out there. Uh, for people to to know about it as far as what boogie could be criminally charged with i checked in with that as well uh you know if you make a a physical threat to someone um there are you can be charged for that especially if it's on tape or on video um likely a misdemeanor likely maybe a fine and probation if it goes that far if they decide to pursue it um because it's on tape um, if there's information that, you know, I'm not exactly sure how he can get around that because it's definitely him on the tape. Um, I mean, I wouldn't expect any type of jail time or anything, but if they do go all the way through it, there are some some charges that could be placed against, against him for making a criminal threat, uh, you know, on the phone uh, to his his baby mama. As far as the Lakers and the NBA, um the Lakers, his contract, even though you know he signed his contract, then he got hurt. So the way NBA contracts work, even if the Lakers were to cut him or release him, um, he's still going to get paid. He just technically wouldn't be on the roster, and you know he wouldn't be you know using their facilities to rehab and, and things of that nature. But he would still get his check uh, every week. Uh, as far as the NBA, the NBA is pretty lax on these type of situations. Um, Considering that there is no actual physical uh, abuse, I don't think they're going to do anything. And also the fact that he is, isn't going to play likely uh, this season, I don't think there's going to be maybe a statement uh, from the Lakers and a statement from the NBA. I, I checked in with some people and, you know, they just said, you know, we're aware of what's going on. And, and that was pretty much all I got uh, from them. So... Um, in that sense, um, I wouldn't expect much. It's the off season. It's it's if you know if it was in season and this happened, I think it would maybe be a little bit bigger deal. If he wasn't hurt, uh, maybe a lot, uh, you know, bigger deal. Uh, but at the moment, um, I don't think you're gonna really hear much. Like I said, beyond maybe a statement if they're aware of it and they're you know getting information. You know, the standard stuff that teams and leagues you know put out. Uh, Boogie um, and his people haven't publicly. Uh, said anything uh, they're kind of deciding how to handle it like I said this is all kind of for me just kind of gathering up people that I who I know both parties um the uh, baby mama actually is dating um the uh, uh, safety from the the 49ers Jimmy Ward uh it's a little odd story because both uh Ward the baby mama and cousins uh all went to high school together 
and uh, she dated Ward before she dated Cousins. Then she dated Cousins, had the baby. They were together. They broke up. And now she's got back uh, with Ward. So kind of a weird little love triangle there. And in the interim, obviously, Cousins meets the, the love of his life, um, allegedly or whatever. And they end up getting married. So that's kind of gets you caught up on what's going on with DeMarcus Cousins. And, you know, if we get more information throughout the day, um, then you will know. Now. Um, I didn't find out exactly who was the leaker of the Andrew uh, Luck news to Adam Schefter, but um, I do have a good idea of what happened. Um, so everybody knows by now, you know, Andrew Luck had decided to retire. He was going to tell his teammates um, after the game or the next day, and then he was going to have a press conference, um, I believe, on, on a Sunday at, at 3 p.m. And the Colts had played on Saturday, Saturday night when this all broke, right in the middle of the Miami-Florida game. Kind of screwed everything up with that. That was a crazy game in and of itself. But um, what ended up happening was a lot of people thought, and myself included, that because um, because Andrew had just really told members of the higher-ranking officials of the Colts that maybe the Colts just being salty that he was retiring was the leak. Um, after a little more digging, that isn't exactly what happened. What we, what I believe happened, and kind of what I was told was happening without any specifics, is that Andrew Luck just didn't tell the Colts upper management, and they had been talking about it for a week, and nothing had gotten out. So, so it wasn't Jim Irsay, it wasn't the coach or anything like that. Uh, Luck had told a few players. Um, on the Colts and a few players uh, not on the Colts um, about his decision and that he was going to retire. I believe, and the person that told me believes this as well, that those players maybe had told uh, their agents or their financial advisors or their managers or whoever. And we believe that one of those managers, agents, financial advisors, hanger-ons, uh, told Adam Schefter. Um, and then Adam Schefter went to confirm it, and once he confirmed, then, you know, he put it out there. So I don't think it was Colts management. Um, it, it may have been one of those, you know, six degrees of separation type of thing where he told someone who then told someone else who in turn told Adam. And Adam, you know, broke the news once he was able to confirm it, which forced Luck to actually tell some of his teammates on the sideline while the game was going on. Uh, I get right back to the fans born in a second. And then in turn, it forced Luck to have a retirement press conference after the game instead of at three o'clock with his you know, family and friends and all of that stuff. Um, a lot of people got on Adam, you know, for that. There's, there's a lot of debate back and forth on that. You know, was it a dick move? Was it that was he was supposed to do? That's his job. Um, it's one of those things that it's his job. That's his job. It's, it's really not his problem, you know, that, that they had a press conference plan and this and that and all of this other stuff. You know, his job, more or less, is to break news. In the NFL, he got news, he broke it. Um, from a professional standpoint, didn't do anything wrong. Uh, you can say from a personal standpoint, you know, would Adam Schefter's reputation be any worse or any better if he held on to it? Uh, 
Probably not. I mean, he probably could have held on to it at least until maybe after the game, after everybody went home, um, maybe later on that night. But I understand where he's coming from because he has to feel, hey, if I'm getting this information, somebody else may be getting this information. And that other person is going to leak it, so I might as well be the first person to do it. Uh, That happens a lot with the NBA. If you notice, within the NBA, when stuff comes out, uh, it seems like all of the insiders get it at the same time because they're getting their information more or less from the same sources. So once it gets out there, everybody gets it at the same time. So I get that part of it from the business you know, perspective. It sucks for luck. Um, he would have wanted to have his family there, his wife's there. and you know, had, I'm sure he had some sort of better prepared speech and things like that. But with that being said, I thought he handled it extremely well. I thought he was forthright and, and honest and just how he feels. Uh, as far as the fans, here's the thing. Fan is short for fanatic. That's the first thing you need to understand. And fans are not rational people. Um, Fans are like Twitter people just in the stands. And what I mean by that is that they're different people when they're fans than they are in their everyday life. When, you know, Joe Bob goes to work on a Monday, 9 to 5, he doesn't act like he does when he's at the stadium or when he's online. (laughs) It's two different Joe Bobs. So they're not rational people. Fans are not rational. If anything, they're irrational type of people. Uh, it's always been odd to me, but, you know, then again, I think it all depends on what you're, you're a fan of. Like, I don't like what's going on with Spider-Man. So, you know, it, it annoys me. And somebody say, well, it's a, it's, a, it's a comic book character. It's, you know, it's fictional. What you're so upset about? So I, I get it where your fandom can, if you look at it in an actual reality vacuum, doesn't make sense to have emotions about it. So I get that part. Now, as far as the booing, I mean, it's whack. I mean, we know that. Like, it's, it's, it's whack. It's, it's not a good thing. You know, but you're expecting people that aren't in a rational state who've been drinking, who wasn't expecting this, and they get this news all of a sudden, and then they react. They react like idiots because, honestly, that's what fans are a lot of the time. So it wasn't unexpected, but... We've talked about this before that in sports, sports is kind of the only thing that other people feel like they could they own you. <laughs> they own like nobody says I own the brain surgeon or I own the fireman or I own the cable guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but in sports, um, people feel like they own the players. That the players are like it's a video game. You know what I mean? And and, and these just because the players make a lot of money. That they don't have feelings, emotional uh, emotions, and just deal with things in a like a regular way. Like it really had, you know. And I'll get to Dave Chappelle in a second, but the the opening part of his show talks about how the the guy who went around the world uh, eating random food and stuff, you know, killed himself for suicide. And he was talking about how hey, that how what better job could you actually have than getting paid to travel of the world to, to eat? And he still committed suicide. He talked about a, another guy that had his whole life uh, ahead of him and got out the hood and went to law school and was going to be great. And But then he got married and then the marriage went bad. He got divorced and he kind of fell off. And now he's working at Foot Locker. But he never thought about, you know, suicide. And the point was, you just never know what people are going through. And individuals go through things in different ways. 
So that's no different for athletes. It's like it's no different from you and me. Um, I remember when I was super broke, like super, I mean like super, super broke. I'm talking about like $5 Little Caesar pizza broke, chips and, and soda for dinner broke. I remember thinking to myself, I'd be so happy if I ever had some money. Be so happy. This would fix everything. You know, if I could pay my bills and get my credit up and if I had a little cash, travel, blah, blah, blah. And thankfully, you know, that happened uh, down the road. And all of these things that I thought would make me like super, super happy. I mean, it it is like you 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 seal off one wound. But if the overall, you know, the, the you know, if you, here's the thing. If you get shot in the in the chest and you get shot in the foot. Sometimes, you know, we put the Band-Aid on the foot, and, but the, 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 the gunshot to the chest is still there. And I think that's what happens sometimes. You think, well, if, you know, this happens, then I'll be good. Uh, but that really has nothing to do with your overall, you know, happiness. And if you're an athlete and you've been playing this game all of your life, and then at a certain point, you're like, I'm just not happy anymore because of whatever the reason may be, mentally, physically, uh, it's Okay. You can walk away. There are millions of people each day that make decisions on their happiness. And nobody says anything to them. If any of the people that booed Andrew Luck, right, decided on Monday that, or any of the people that, any of the idiots that, you know, went at him on social media and everything, if they decided on Monday to quit their job because they wanted to be a a bullfighter, they wanted to. They wanted to, you know, train horses. Like whatever it may be, and they just quit their job because they weren't happy at doing it. They, even though they had a good job, it was a nice job, a job that a lot of people like. But they weren't happy. They're going to do something. They want to do something else. Nobody would care because it's your life. If you want to quit your nice job to go be a bullfighter, live it up. You know, everybody live your best life. Well, athletes want to do that too. And the people in the media that are doing it, they're just, we talked about this with a couple of podcasts ago. They, they just do it because they need somebody to pay attention. Like Doug Gottlieb's a clown. But who listens to Doug Gottlieb's show unless he's saying something stupid? You know what I'm saying? Like, you get, you, those people, like, almost every person, media person on Twitter that said something crazy about Andrew Luck. Um, I never, I mean, either I, I've heard of them, but it's not like you hear about them every day. Like you hear about Stephen A. Smith every day. You hear about Kyler Conhurt every day, Skip Bayless every day. The people that were saying this stuff about Andrew Luck, I, you know, maybe hear about them once a month, twice a year. <laughs> AJ, they're just trying to get people to pay attention to their, to their show. <laughs> that's all that is. Um, so that's a little inside information on what's going on, what went what went on with Andrew Luck and his retirement uh, show. Um, last thing I want to talk about Dave Chappelle because I think this is important. It's a bigger bigger issue than just Dave Chappelle. So Dave Chappelle had uh, you know when Dave Chappelle came back got his Netflix deals and he did a couple of uh, stand ups. I thought they were they were good. I thought they were solid. Um, it was nice to see him back. He got some backlash about some of the things that he did jokes about. Um, so now he did a different uh, stand-up that just came out on Netflix. And that it's excellent. It's very, very funny. But 
um, his political correctness or his way of trying to maneuver around the sensitivities of others is totally gone. This is just no holds barred. This is how he feels and this is what he's talking about. And that's why it's funny. And he's still getting the backlash and people are still, you know, talking about it. But there's a couple of things that I find interesting about it that I think you can apply in real life. Uh, the first thing was at, at a point in the show, and I'm not going to spoil it if you haven't seen it. He looks directly in the camera and he says, just remember, um, you decided to click on this. <laughs> you decided to click on my face and watch this special. And I think in its simplicity, it's brilliant because so many people these days claim that they don't like stuff that they actively engage in. And that's always been a tough point of contention to, with me because it's so stupid. It doesn't make sense. I tell people, if I don't like somebody or if I don't like something, I don't engage in it actively. <laughs> Meaning that you may not like, I, don't, you know, I think Jason Whitlock says a lot of crazy stuff, right? So I'm not watching Speak for Yourself every day. I'm not following his Twitter feed every day. I'm not commenting on every little thing. That he says. I don't, I, first off, I don't care. And I, I don't particularly care for it. <laughs> if there was a comedian I didn't like, I wouldn't watch stand-up. <laughs> you know, if Dave Chappelle offends you, then what are you watching for? You know what I'm saying? I, like, it's just like those people that follow you but don't like what you tweet. Like, there's a real easy solution to that. I don't like what you post on Instagram. Super easy solution to that. You don't have to. I just saw a story, honestly, and I, I the reason I didn't tweet about it because you guys are not mature enough. Oh, I shouldn't say you guys that are watching, but in general, people are not mature enough to have these type of conversations on Twitter. Um, it was a woman who's part of the Mute R. Kelly, um, uh, whatever, the Mute R. Kelly founder, the, whoever started that whole thing. And she, and, and for the record, I, I've been saying R. Kelly's a creep for 20 years, okay? So it's not that, this is not trying to, you know, say, ooh, R. Kelly, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't think R. Kelly didn't do anything wrong. It's not saying that at all. He's been a creeping and nasty guy ever since, like, I was in high school. <laughs> it's been a long time. And he's, he's, the karma's caught up with him. He's finally getting what he deserves. So this is not about that. But this is kind of a, this is kind of a microcosm of where we're at in society. So the, the, the mute R. Kelly young lady, she goes into Applebee's, okay? It's Applebee's. <laughs> and... She sits down and they start playing R. Kelly. Okay? They play a couple of R. Kelly songs. Obviously, because she's mute R. Kelly, she's upset about this. Now, she asked the manager to turn off R. Kelly. Now, at that point, the manager could, could do, go do a couple of different things. Could say, sure, we have to turn off something else or whatever. The manager's like, I, I like R. Kelly, whatever. We're going to play. R. Kelly. Now, there's an option that's really simple right here. <laughs> it's Applebee's, all right? <laughs> like, there's plenty of Applebee's. I'm sure there was a Chili's, a TGI Friday. I'm sure there's more. It was in Atlanta, so I think it was. I'm sure there's multiple restaurants that serve more or less the same thing, probably a little better than Applebee's. Just leave. <laughs> that, just leave. That's it. You don't have to eat. The, the, the problem was not that she complained about R. Kelly, not the fact that she was upset that R. Kelly was being played and people were dancing. That's all, you know, personal stuff. 
the part that was the problem was she said she was forced to listen to R. Kelly at Applebee's. You're not forced to do anything. <laughs> You're not forced to eat at Applebee's. You're not forced to listen to R. Kelly. You're not forced to listen to Dave Chappelle. You're not forced to follow BSO. You're not forced to click on the Kendall Jenner, Ben Simmons stories. You're not forced to do anything. Don't go to Applebee's. <laughs> go to a place that plays, I don't know, Frank Sinatra. I don't know. <laughs> go somewhere else. There's nothing at Applebee's that would say, you know something? It would hurt me if I wasn't eating at Applebee's right now. And there's no law. It's not illegal to play R. Kelly. Maybe a bad taste, but it's not illegal. It's like playing any other. Well, R. Kelly's an extreme example, but, you know, a lot of musicians are a little suspect. They're playing T.I. You know, been arrested. Is that a problem? You're not forced to do anything. You're not forced to put your opinion on what other people should do. Might not like it. You might not care for it. But you're not forced to do it. You can't force people to do what they don't want to do. You can't force someone not to dance to R. Kelly. Like you can you can you can talk about it, explain how it is. Like I can't force Eric Reed to say, you know something, let's try to make the thing work with, with Jay-Z. Let's try not to divide and conquer. I can suggest it. I can explain why it would be a good idea. But I can't force anybody to do it. I can't force them not to say what they want to say. I can't. I can say, hey, you know, maybe, you know, you shouldn't have Paul Feinbein on there talking about Miami's a third world program and saying black people not being a I can, I can, I can ask ESPN, hey, you got a comment on this? Can't force them to do anything. You're not forced to do anything that you don't want to do. Now, there may be repercussions for that, but I, it's odd that you would say I stayed in the Applebee's the entire time while not being happy. I ate my food and then at the end said I wasn't going to pay because you're playing R. Kelly. Come on, just leave. Just leave. Nobody's forcing anybody to do anything. Trust me, if, we could, if black people could just force people to do stuff, the country would be a lot better. <laughs> Obviously, we don't have that type of power. Like I said, you can suggest, you can try to do the best you can, but TGI Friday's right around the block that I'm sure is playing Sierra or Cassie or something else that you may like. Play some Joe, some Trey songs. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. You can just leave. I, I don't understand that way. Uh, of thinking. By the way, uh, that power new theme song is trash. It's trash, and it's going to continue to be trash. Bring Joe back. Follow me on Twitter at BSO, uh, Facebook, watching the Facebook Live right now, Black Sports uh, Online, uh, Instagram, and YouTube, BSO TV. Uh, this podcast will be up on SoundCloud and iTunes uh, probably within the next hour, so be checking out uh, for that. And I'll be back next time to give you that ugly truth. <laughs>